I am not a trauma survivor. I am a trauma warrior. A survivor lives in surviving mode. That trauma is still there. It's still affecting you. You're still thinking about it. And it still has an effect on your life. But once you are able to move that trauma out and find something good about it, that silver lining, and you're able to help yourself and others, that's when you become a trauma warrior. Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork, and today we're going to be talking about healing from trauma. I'm delighted to welcome special guest Elizabeth Keat. Elizabeth is an intuitive massage therapist and the owner of Trinity Massage. You can reach Elizabeth at her website, trinitymassageut.com, and I'll include a link in the show notes. Welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so glad that you could join with me today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I am so excited for you to be able to share the amazing things that you do that probably not everyone who is listening is familiar with. And so if it's okay, I would love to hear a little bit of the backstory about why you do what you do. You do massage work and not just normal massage work like on a cruise ship to help people feel good. You do trauma release. So why, why has this become important to you? As a child, I, I had trauma myself multiple times. Starting at age two, I was molested from age two to three. And then at age 10, I was raped. So I had blocked all of that in the back of my head. Didn't remember a thing for many, many years. And it caused a lot of emotional trauma for me. I went through a lot of psychiatric help. But with all that cognitive help, I still had these triggers that would come up. Let's back up a little bit. I started having seizures, massive grand mal seizures and petty mal seizures on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day. And I lost my ability to speak. I was told that I would not be able to work again and that I should just apply for social security. So of course I thought, no, mm -mm. I have something to do. I have better things to do with my life than just sit and waste away. So I, I did everything that I could to get my speech back and, and get my um, motor skills back. It took about two years. I couldn't talk for about six months. I sounded deaf. Um, I went to massage school and that's where I started to really notice that things were starting to change. One, because it brought awareness to myself and what was going on with my body. And I started realizing that there were certain areas that when people would try to massage them, especially over my stomach, I would panic. But I had to work through that and I had to figure out why is this happening? So it would be safe to say that I truly attribute all of my healing to all of the cognitive therapy that I went through and also massage school. So as I started practicing and I would put my hands on people, I would, and even before I would put my hands on people, they would come into my office and they would be having an emotional release sitting there in the chair. They'd be crying. And I thought, well, why do I attract all these people that are crying before they even get on my table? Or why is this happening when I'm touching them in certain places, like their shoulder or their hips? And 
So over time, I just kind of put it together and I realized that this was a modality that's already being practiced. I just didn't know the name of it and I was never taught. So I learned how to piece it all together by using the chakra system. And for those of you who don't know, the chakra system are spheres in the body. There's that start at the top of the head and go all the way down to the base of the spine. And each one is supposed to move clockwise. Each one is connected to an organ, an emotion, a tissue, and an age when it was developed. Then I took that and I connected it to our uh, shiatsu, which is kind of the same thing, only it follows the meridians in the body. The meridians are the same thing that acupuncturists use. And again, an emotion, a tissue, even a season, a scent, uh, it's very complex. It is my belief and many others that we store the trauma inside of our fascia. And for those of you that don't know what fascia is, it is the layer underneath the, it's the, you have three layers of skin and it's right underneath that layer. It's been proven to be intelligent. It's actually the reason why we stretch in the morning because we're, we're stretching out all those tissues and it, it actually will communicate through synapses, just like the brain. So depending on when your trauma happened, like what age, or if it was male, female, father, mother, um, that all has something to do with it. And so I've learned certain areas, like for instance, the right side is male, the left side is female. So when I'm picking up on something on the left side, then I know immediately that that has something to do with a female or it's just emotional. Um, it hasn't been the easiest road trying to explain this to people because it is so complex. But you, when you go through cognitive therapy, it's taking care of this part, okay? It's taking care of your brain. Everything that's stored back here, right? Right. And so for those of us that have been through therapy, we know that we're just sitting there and we're talking. But are we really sensing what's going on through our body and those memories that are there? So that adds to the, this piece and it helps to unwind is the word that I'll use. It helps to unwind that trauma that may be stuck. And it may not even just be a trauma. It could be something like maybe you were bullied in school. You know that saying when they say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? And guess what? They do. Words hurt. They, they do. Hurt. They really do. They stick, especially, you know, if you're teased as a child for being too heavy or something. There's that body shaming going on. That sticks. And then throughout life, this person is going to think, well, I can't wear a bathing suit because people will shame me. Or I don't look good this way. I don't feel good this way because so-and-so said this. And maybe they don't remember that so-and-so said that. And it follows them through life. It's kind of also the same way that how a scent will trigger a memory. Yes, it does. It's the, it's the same way. Okay. So when those emotions get trapped, it I view it like cells that mutate like cancer, right? if they don't have a way to disperse, 
and move flow uh, and flow throughout the body and and be processed, then they're just going to get all bound up and cause a manifestation in the body. And this is where I really learned what was going on with me because for years they could not figure out why I was having these seizures. And it, I mean, they started when I was 10 and, or no, I'm sorry, 12. They started when I was 12. So I was only in sixth grade. It wasn't until my mid to late thirties that they finally figured it out and finally said, okay, yes, this is epilepsy. This is what's causing it. But here's the thing. The guy that got me when I was raped, he hit me on the right side with the butt of a knife. And guess what? Guess what was happening every time I was having a seizure? It felt like you were hit. I could feel, I could feel something here. And for the longest time, I didn't understand why the doctors kept saying, this is psycho. This, this is, this is in your head. Well, yeah, it's in my head, but I'm not making this up. Um, and it took me a long time to get through that because I thought, you know, I have better things to do than sit here and fake a seizure and not be able to speak. But what was happening was because I locked that away for so long that it had to surface somehow. It was my body's way of saying, hey, there's stuff here going on. Listen to me. Get rid of this. Get this moving. Well, guess what? I have not had a seizure for... I think two or three years now, I was finally cleared from my neurologist and my life is just completely better. I am not a trauma survivor. I am a trauma warrior. A survivor lives in surviving mode. That trauma is still there. It's still affecting you. You're still thinking about it and it still has an effect on your life. But once you are able to move that trauma out and find something good about it, that silver lining, and you're able to help yourself and others, that's when you become a trauma warrior. And I know that I, that that's part of what work I've done on myself and then the work that I do for others. Because we all know that when we help other people, it helps us feel better, right? Yes. And isn't that wonderful? Wow, Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry for what you went through. And now that I know your story, I I have a greater appreciation for how you've been able to help me and my family with our situation, which unfortunately has some similar themes. Yeah. Um, I would like to unpack a little bit and kind of add a second witness. One thing that you recently mentioned is when a doctor said, oh, that's all in your head. And we have a word that we use, psychosomatic. And Mm -hmm. for the longest time, people thought that meant there's nothing really wrong with you. You are making it up. And that would be like being a hypochondriac. But psychosomatic is that connection between our mind and our body. And when we talk about psychosomatic, That's not uncommon. According to the CDC, 90% of all illness is is basically psychosomatic. It it is stress. It is caused from that connection between the way that we feel and then it manifests in our body. And what you're describing that for the longest time, no one had any understanding of what that was or how to 
to help it. And that matters. You have to be able to describe it and understand what's going on right. before you can heal it. I really appreciate um, Dr. Vanderkolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, because having Beautiful a doctor, having a professional with the proper letters after his name to be able to explain that this, the effects of trauma go beyond just something that's in your head. It affects everything throughout our entire life and it can create physical manifestations like you mentioned seizures or other kinds of problems and you mentioned it's it's almost like a cancer and it can actually cause cancer and other kinds of things so to be able to have for those who who are not familiar with this this is real having something happen to us and and when it becomes trapped and you were so young the first time I, I i did you remember it did you remember the other or did you repress or i repressed and it finally the one the where i was 10 came up first and then when i was about 27 that's when i started having memories come back from when i was 2 which is crazy that is interesting that you were able to and i'm I'm glad because the younger you are, the more difficult it is to be able to, uh, if you don't have a memory, if you don't have words, if you don't have something to describe what happened, that it's just, there is something wrong. There's something right. wrong. And I've, I've been fortunate as I've spoken with other experts that we don't have to maybe understand everything. We don't have to mm -hmm. remember everything. We don't have to relive everything. If we right. know there is something wrong, it is enough, and we can work from that. Now, in uh, uh, the, the Body Keeps the Score, in addition to explaining the process of how trauma affects the body, how it affects our lives, and also he goes through the history of how we have learned how to treat and how to help people. And he talks about a couple different ways, top down and bottom up where we can use, um, we can use therapy, we can use medication, but there are other things where we use our bodies and we can do things. And one of the specific things he mentioned was massage. And I thought mm -hmm. that that was quite interesting. And that's actually what led me to you as I thought, really, that's, that sounds like something that would be a win-win either way. I mean, I'm going to get something good out of it, even if I don't get any healing. So let's give this one a try. Um, so anyway, I just, I just think it's important for, for those who have never heard of this before. It may be, maybe there's someone who's listening and thinking, wow. So is that why? Do you think maybe? And a scary thing about having trauma in our youth is we can repress it, which basically means part of our body's survival mechanism is, I cannot deal with this. It never happened. And right. you forget. You actually don't know. Uh, you could say, did this happen? Were you ever hurt? Were you ever? And you would say, no, and mean it. Right. And it, sometimes it takes uh, another experience or something else to be able to remember but it's going to show up somewhere. If you can't remember it, it's going to show up in your body. 
somewhere. Absolutely. So that is, I, I am grateful that you are able to turn your trauma into a method of healing, of being able to help other people. And as, as an empath, and maybe you can kind of explain what that is, mm-hmm. you just, you kind of have a feeling for it and you're able to pick up on things that are beyond, I'm saying my words to you, you just pick it up. Right, right. So being an empath, um, it definitely has its pros and its cons. Because an empath feels more than the average person. We have that innate ability to sense when somebody has a headache, maybe, or something's wrong. Um, I mean, I've picked up on things clear across over in another country. So it really, it's just that advanced sense, I guess you could say. And, and ironically, a lot of people that are empaths have been abused. It is a almost like a, a seventh sense that is developed as a uh, mechanism for survival. Oh no, I feel that this person is coming and so I need to do what I've got to do to protect myself. Oh. It starts like that. And so ever since I can remember, since I was a, a small child, I often knew the outcome of something, you know, and my, one of my very first memories was I would go into the living room and I would ask my mom and dad, I would say, before I would walk out there, I would be saying in my head, yes, 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 yes. And then I would say, can I have some ice cream? And I'd be thinking, yes, 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 yes. And sure enough, they would say yes. So I, I kind of used that to my advantage. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> um, but also, you know, this, it also kind of runs in my family too. You know, we all kind of have, uh, I've got two other sisters that have a very keen sense of intuition and each one of us do our own thing. Um, but I have noticed that there's a trend. And so I believe that everybody has the ability to tap into that. It's just that there are some of us that have it a little bit more. Does that make sense? So not unlike other gifts that we have, that we have and we can develop, um, some people are natural athletes, but even right. if you are a natural athlete, you can still practice and develop that. And other people don't have that same coordination. They can gain some coordination, but it's never actually going to be at the same level as the one who also has that natural gift and ability. Those two together, that natural gift, plus the practice and the working on it are what make Olympians. So true. That is true. And yeah, it has taken a lot of practice trying to figure out know how to to do this and I've had to incorporate a few different things but it's definitely been an amazing adventure for me it's I cannot begin to tell you the sense of happiness and fullness and wholeness that I have when somebody gets off of my table and they hug me because I've I've changed something in their life mm. it it just means everything to me that is so beautiful so as we're having this conversation today, part of my goal, my desire is one, that we let people become aware of this particular modality. And then we also help people become aware of, of trauma. And then that we also give the hope that there's something we can do about it, something that works, something that brings relief. And I think that those things are very important that we have hope for healing because just, I, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes where 
you know, I'm 12 years old and I'm having a seizure and I'm having all of these challenges and struggles and things are, are I, I would be afraid. And mm-hmm. then to recognize the source of that would not bring me comfort. It would bring no. me more fear. And so it's, it's a kind of a step where there's some unpleasant steps before we get to the good stuff. But the good stuff is you found something that helped. And it helped not only the physical manifestations, but the, the, the pain and the trauma that goes with it. Right, right. And, you know, one thing that I want to add as well is that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that they know that maybe they need the help, but they're afraid. You know, they might be afraid of somebody touching their body um, because maybe the same thing happened to them. Um, I have worked on so many rape victims. In fact, I get a lot. And somehow I, I have figured out a system you know, so that I know what a trigger is and what to avoid. And not every, you know, you don't even have to get fully undressed to be on the table to have this kind of work done. You can get on my table and be completely dressed and I'll just go around and and listen with my hands as I do. And I always do whatever is possible to make that person feel comfortable, safe. That information never leaves the room. I just, I really put forth a lot of effort to make sure that that person feels absolutely safe in my office. And that matters because until we feel safe, we can't heal. And part of that repression we talked about is part of our, our, our body and our mind trying to protect us. It's like, I Mm -hmm. cannot deal with this. And I liked how you brought up the, the potential uh, discomfort, particularly in a situation where that this trauma included a rape or molesting or something where it includes being touched and Mm -hmm. includes being undressed, which could be horrible triggers. So I appreciate that you find ways to work around that and, and with so that they can feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I've even done it online, um, where I have helped two people. One was out of the country all the way out in Haiti and then one was here in the U.S., in Utah. And somehow I've gotten to the point where I can look at somebody and I can see some of the stuff that's going on and I can tell them, okay, now let's, let's, what does this feel like? And, you know, put your hand here and move it down this way and hold, you know, hold here. So it is possible as long as the, somebody has the tools. And, and with guidance, I feel like anybody could do this if they actually learned how. Wow. Wow. Okay. When I think of massage therapy, I think you have to be in the same room, physical <laughs> contact. So to be able to say that there's something that you can do over the phone with, with a, I, I imagine you have a video connection of something so uh-huh. you can see is uh, a, a little bit mind-blowing. It's going to take me a minute to wrap my head around that one. I know. But I, I like know. it. It's crazy. I, and, and it's not, so I, obviously I don't prefer to do it that way. But if somebody really needs that help, I mean, I can't travel to Haiti. They can't tra- travel here. You know, I can't travel to Belize. Um, and so, well, I can, but <laughs> it's just easier. So it, it what that does is it opens up kind of like a dialogue in the body that says, oh, there's a witness here. 
somebody is paying attention to what I'm feeling here. And so keep in mind that the body's never going to reveal anything that you are not capable of dealing with yet. Okay. So then something might come up. So for instance, if somebody's constantly having um, chronic jaw issues, then I might say, okay, well, let's bring your attention to this area. Put your hands through here and tell me what you feel. What emotion is connected with that? And oftentimes when somebody's having problems with their jaw locking, it's because they're suppressing their feelings down. They're not talking about the way that they feel. And that comes in the jaw. Yeah. Interesting. It's in the jaw all the way down through the neck. The neck could be tight. And and furthermore, when that's not taken care of and it gets delayed and delayed and it's just building up, think about those cells. They're mutating in a way, okay? All this energy is stuck. Or thyroid's there. Think about what can happen. You can have a slow thyroid, a fast thyroid. Well, maybe that could manifest even further into a thyroid cancer. So we don't want to ignore these things. In Chinese medicine, they believe that organs have their own emotions. And I'm really finding it to be true. That's interesting. Wow. Thank you so much for visiting with me today. This has been delightful. Is there anything Um, that you want to make sure that we cover before we close today? You know, the only thing that I really want people to know is that you are important. And only you can decide when it's time for healing. But you don't want to go through your life being miserable, and you don't have to. I love that. And that involves a little bit of patience, especially if you are the loved one of someone who needs to heal, that we have to be patient and ready for them. Because you can't heal without your consent. No, absolutely. I cannot bully somebody into it. No. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. For me too. In closing, I'd like to share a quote from Dr. Bessel van der Kolk. He said, It takes enormous trust and courage to allow yourself to remember. If any of our listeners have experienced trauma in their lives, I encourage you to trust yourself and to find the courage to remember, and most importantly, to heal. See you next time on Linda's Corner. Thanks for listening. Please share and subscribe to help us reach new listeners. And if you'd like to heal your life from the inside out, there is a free video series at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. Just click on the free stuff tab. I also invite you to grab a copy of one of my books, like Crushed, A Journey Through Depression, and You Got This, an action plan to calm fear, anxiety, worry, and stress. See you next time on Linda's Corner. 